3: Welcome. How we looking? Hopefully, you're uh, having a terrific day today. We certainly appreciate you hanging out, Bill Michael Show on the air, and um, I tell you what, it's just it's 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 a good day in many senses. But uh, I, I will say this: the uh, <laughs> did you watch that game last night? Holy mackerel! Mike McCarthy's got like issues down there in Dallas and maybe Mike McCarthy's part of the issues down there in Dallas but uh but man that was uh, that was ugly that was um uh, that was ugly there you have it so uh anyway that uh, that went down uh and in addition to that we got a good one coming up today Got a lot of good stuff. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, going to be joining us. Uh, We're going to talk – I want to talk a little bit about the Packers, defensively speaking, okay? Um, And the reason being is it fool's gold, and that's what I want to to discuss with you. Over the last five games, they've given up uh, 19.6 points per game, but then you start to look at the rankings. Now, in the red zone, they're not a good defense. I mean that's just uh, that's just the way it is. In the red zone, not a great defense. So but but you start to look at the rest of the numbers, you know, and you're kind of like, well, you know what? This is is not a terrible football team. This team is doing just enough defensively speaking to support a really good MVP led offense. So I want to get into the discussion of what do you think about this defense? And as the defense goes on, you got Zedarius and Preston Smith and Kenny Clark going to Mike Pett and saying, hey, let's simplify this. Let's get back to what we were doing last year. Turn us loose. You know, all the different things that we've heard over the last 24, 48 hours. So I want to get into the defense. And I want to get into are you buying it type of thing. You know, are you starting to think well maybe this defense can do just enough to support this team efforting towards the postseason? Cuz I think it's I, I think it's legitimate. I think it's valuable. So, uh 855 830 8648 855 830 8648. Again, 855 830 8648. You want to chime in, feel free to head and go ahead and do go ahead and do so. But I I, I just I uh, I, I just felt it was really interesting when you started to look at the numbers, and I was reading last night more uh, about some of the inside numbers regarding the Packers, and like I said, th- red zone um, and in you know red zone stuff efficiency not the best, but you look at defensively points per game the Packers are ranked 15th. We've always said being the top 15 you're going to win a lot of ball games. Okay. They're averaging 24.9 points per game. But over the last five, it's not. defensively speaking, not special teams, but defensively speaking, they're giving up 19.6. Total defense, total defense, they're ranked 11th. Rush defense, we know they're not very good, but they're still in the top 15, believe it or not. They're 14th. Pass defense, they're 11th. Third down defense, they're 11th. Red zone, they're 23rd. We know that. And takeaways, they're twenty-third. They don't take the ball away a lot, but you start to read this, and you're like, "Wait a minute. This defense isn't as bad as maybe what we were led to believe, or what maybe our bias told us they were or are." So there's still things that they don't do very well, but they still have a tremendous secondary. The secondary ranks extremely high. If you look at Pro Football Focus, you look at their secondary, you look at passes defended percentage-wise, top ten. You look at the run defense, it's poor. It's 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 down there, no doubt. But when you start to get into all of this and you really look at the numbers and you look at the grades, and it's not as bad as maybe what we thought it was. Now, and I'll, I'll go with what uh, Joshua just uh, just uh, wrote me. Uh, yeah, here it is, the Jerry Springer line. Yeah, but. Remember Jerry Springer? You'd watch the show and it would come out and say, you know, He's the father of your kid or, you know, he was with, you know, 40 of your cousins or something. And they'd say, yeah, but it's not my fault because of that. Okay. As the, as Joshua says, yeah, but here's the numbers. Yeah, but the competition they're playing as of late is not stiff. And that I understand. That's a legitimate argument. But you just start to look at it and you think, okay, they they did not have a terrific game. Against the Indianapolis Colts, but against a really good defense, they put up 31. They held the Bears in check for the most part of that game. It was 41-25, but the score was nowhere near as close to the game, you know, or uh, the score is nowhere indicative of how, you know, just far apart the Packers were compared to the Bears. Uh, the Eagles got that, that late score. And then after that, they got the, uh, the special teams touchdown. So, otherwise, the defense did an extremely good job there. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, not a bad game, but they only gave up 20. Jacksonville's defense is better than what uh, most people give it credit for. San Francisco was a beat-up team, and they held them to 17. They got beat by Minnesota because they couldn't stop the run. Absolutely. Bad Texans team, they only gave up 20. The snowball rolled downhill against them, against Tampa Bay. They only gave up 16 against Atlanta. They gave up 30 against the Saints, but that game was well in hand. I never had a th- thought that the Packers would lose that game. That that score of 37 to 30 was was uh kind of misleading as to how close that game actually wasn't. 21 to the Lions, 34 to the Vikings in the first contest, and again, those points came late in the ball game. So you take away some of those late game scores and the Packers numbers wise look differently. They really do. 855-830-8648. Tyler Dunn, remember that name? Who wrote that Bleacher Report article? Tyler Dunn. Um he wrote an interesting piece. We're going to talk with Tyler Dunn today. He wrote an interesting piece about the Green Bay Packers. We're going to get into that discussion too. Because uh it's I I this is the same guy that kind of ripped the the blinders off of all of us, when he got a lot of the inside stuff. And, you know, some up there claim it was bogus. Others claim it was spot on. Just depends on who you believe, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, he uh, he wrote a pretty interesting piece, and we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a little bit as well. Uh, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. But I think it's we're going to talk a lot about this defense. Can you start buying into... Just a little bit. Not necessarily the defense is dominant. They're never going to be top ten. They don't have the personnel to be top ten. But do you feel that this defense is trending in the right direction? Or or when you look at beating Philadelphia, you look at beating the Bears, you look at beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, you look at beating San Francisco for the last five games. When you look into that, do you say, "Mm, I think – I think it's fool's gold. I think it's fool's gold. So I, I want to get into that discussion as well. So there you go. 855-830-8648. Again, 855 830 We're going to talk to Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. He's going to join us coming up next, and I want to ask him the exact same thing. Do you feel that this defense is starting to kind of find itself a little bit? Rashawn Gary's starting to emerge. Come Martin. Martin. If he continues to peak, maybe he gives you a little bit more up the gut. Kirksey's playing a little more sideline to sideline and passes defended, looking a little bit better. Not great. Okay, I'm not saying that. So for those of you saying, are you kidding me? No, no, no. I'm saying it's better. And Rashawn Gary and Preston – or Zedaria Smith and Preston Smith are now going, you know what, coach, simplify it. Simplify it. Give us us what we want to do. And we can get you there. So we'll talk with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette about all of that coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show.
1: Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
3: Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We are on the air. We are glad you are here. Beautiful Wednesday. Sun is shining, going to get warmer today. We're talking uh, almost 50 today, and it's December 9th. I mean, there's going to be people out playing golf later today. This is not a bad way to go. I know the uh, icy stuff is coming, maybe some snow over the weekend, but, man, uh, when it comes to uh, December in Wisconsin, you take what you can get uh speaking of that the green bay packers continue to effort towards the postseason in the meantime they're heading over to detroit this week pete doherty the green bay press gazette and packersnews.com joining us on the schneider orange hotline pete how you been buddy good i was out uh walking the dogs a little while ago it was great it was warm yeah, right this is yeah. nice uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, I'll start off with the question and I, I kind of broke open the show with. I went over the, the, the statistics yesterday, defensively speaking, because the argument is that this team cannot get to a Super Bowl because the Achilles heel is the defense. The defense, uh, top 15, top 11 in a lot of categories, obviously in two of them against the rush and, and red zone, they're not very good. But beyond that, they've been a really good team defensively. And even in their secondary, they're still one of the best secondaries overall rated by pro football focus. So my question to you is, is this defense getting better? Are we seeing – I'm not going to say an emergence, they're not great, they're not top 10. But is this defense getting better as time goes on? Or are we seeing over the last four out of five games – they're beating up on weaker teams and therefore if we believe into the statistics that they're putting up now we're buying fool, fools gold.
0: Yeah, um I don't know that there's a definitive answer to that. I kind of lean a little towards the latter. I mean, they might be getting better, you know, they're um, I think they're getting a little healthier. You know, Penny's just got I think he's got to play more real nickel and get those two inside linebackers out there instead of going dime all the time. You know, you give up something against the pass, but I think the real test will be the Tennessee game will tell us a lot. Um, right. That team can really run the ball, and it's got a pretty decent offense. You know, and the Eagles with that bad offensive line, and Wentz is just a mess right now. So, you know, I think there's a possibility they're getting better, and he's starting to maybe figure out some things they can do better, but I really won't be convinced till I see it against, you know, some better offensive teams. And look, you can teams that won Super Bowls with bad defenses, the Colts back when Manning was their quarterback, the Saints when Breeze was their quarterback, they had a bad defense that year. You know, they were in the late 20s, the low 20s. You know, I think the stats to look at that I've kind of learned, I think, tell the most are points and defensive passer rating. And I don't even know off the top of my head where the Packers rank in both, but I don't think it's real good. Um, But I think lately – in this little run they've had the schedule's been really favorable i think that's the big thing and i put so put me in a little more towards the skeptic category
3: Okay, I think we're all skeptical. I think we're all sitting back with our arms folded, kind of looking at this team going, okay, show me something. And I think that's the way a lot of Packers fans are looking at it. It's We want to believe, we want to have hope, we want to think that, uh, you know, because the NFC seems to be so wide open, that, yeah, you know what, why not Green Bay? But we're all with our arms folded going, but we know the defense isn't going to take us there, so, okay, show me something. Is that kind of like where you feel we're at? Basically,
0: and look, their offense is really good. And when they've got, you know, Rogers Adams and – Jones on the field. I mean, that's a lot of talent right there with those three guys. so they're they're formidable and they can they can control the ball and control the clock and keep the defense off the field. They can get ahead in games and that helps the defense a lot. So you know it can be done, and the defense might you know it can improve. I mean, you know, Savage is starting to make some plays now. That was one of the things that had to happen. Um I'm kind of curious to see if this Anthony Rush. Helps their run defense at all. I mean, my gosh, if he could just, if he could just stand there in the middle of the line and not get pushed around, he's 361 right. pounds. I mean, that'll help him, you know. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there is possibility for improvement because uh, teams do improve late in the season. I mean, that happens in this league, so it, it can happen. But, um, you know, it's just hard to tell right now because the caliber of competition. You know, that the Eagles just weren't weren't real good. So I I do think we'll get a better idea. You know, the has got Stafford at quarterback, so you know, they're they're not bad and they scored 30 whatever against a pretty good Bears defense, so even this game maybe will be a little better indication.
3: What do you think of Kamal Martin as he's come on in the middle linebacking role? I like
0: him. I mean, he's um you know, if if you a lot of people didn't get to see camp because there was, you know, it was closed obviously except right. for a few reporters that were there. You could see it there. There was he'd make two or three plays and run. You know they'd be doing team drills, and two or three times of practice he'd make a play and you go, okay, you know you don't you haven't seen much of that around here for the last decade. Um, you know he's he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. I mean he shot that gap in the on the first play last week and missed the tackle. But you know at least he makes plays at and behind the line of scrimmage instead of you know two or three years yards downfield. And then, you know, sometimes those end up being four or five-yard gains by the time the guy gets to the ground. So I, I think there's a lot to like there. I think they need to play him more and take their chances. I don't think it can be any worse than how that playing that dime all the time is. And, you know, they don't want Raven Green hurt, but maybe this will force Patton to play Martin more, and maybe it'll end up helping them
3: uh also A.J. Dillon now we uh know he's on the COVID list he's been on the COVID list for a long time and and he's still been around the team now granted they're all wearing masks and such so where what is going on with him do you know because we don't really get a chance to talk to them very you know you don't get a chance to see him in the locker rooms obviously
0: yeah no I I have no idea because it seems really weird he's missed five games basically over you know a four-week period that's a lot I mean I've seen you know, there were some guys on the, who missed the 49ers game, you know, for the 49ers who missed the Packers game. And some of those guys only came back like a week or so ago. So it's not unheard of for a guy to, to be out this long, but it's, it's pretty unusual. And yeah, I wonder what's going on. And you're right. Information is hard to come by. And on the COVID stuff, especially they just, they don't share anything that they, that they don't
3: have to. So it would have to come from the player. And you know, nobody in the media has had any access to him. Um, We're talking with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to go to the media side of things, and some people may say this is a boring question, but I think it's legitimate. What do you foresee the future to be in covering teams? Uh, There is a genuine fear, I think, through the media that – because right now the teams, the organizations, all control the narrative. Um, So what do you think is eventually going to happen – once we get through this pandemic and i don't want to say we get to a sense of normalcy but will it ever be normal again in your eyes i don't know it's that's that's my fear and everybody else in my business and it
0: should be for fans because you know i think the quality of the of journalism hasn't been as good this year because of the limited access i might be naive in thinking this but i think the league still you know, it's the league, not the teams that force the locker room to be open. The teams would have the locker room closed all the time if they, if they, if it was their call. The league wants the media allowed. They want the publicity. They want to be in the news all the time they make the, the teams open the locker room. So I'm thinking the league will still step in and the rules will return to much more close what they were, to closer to what they were, you know, last year and from the past, you know, forever. I don't know that for a fact. And sometimes these things are used as openings to, to change things. Um, but I, if I had to bet, I would bet things will go back to close to the way they were. And I could be dead wrong, so don't, you know, I might just be being naive
3: there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to ask about the offensive side of the football. I think right now things are really clicking. I know Aaron Rodgers' numbers continue to escalate. We're seeing things that we haven't seen really since 2011. Uh, if you had to handicap the MVP race right now, what do you think it would look like?
0: It is so close right now. You know, last week I got asked that on an online chat, and I said, you know, I lean towards Mahomes because he's just so good. But their stats are about equal, and I don't. It's it's just neck and neck. I saw the Las Vegas odds had you know Mahomes was still a fairly significant better odds than uh, than Rodgers. I would guess him because the Chiefs will. Could very easily end up with just you know one or two losses, so they'd have the better record. But it is really, really close, and four games is a lot. And you know if Rogers goes off in a couple of those, I I could easily see him winning winning a, a, a third one. If I had a vote right now, I'm glad I I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't know who I would say right now. I think it's it's close enough to say that these fi- final four games, you know, they're going to determine it.
3: Um, Matt LaFleur, he he's been getting a lot of praise obviously from his quarterback. He talks about a rhythm, he talks about getting into a flow. Is the offense as much predicated upon his play calling and what he's doing right now as it is just the execution by Aaron Rodgers and the level at which he's playing?
0: I think so, you know, and it's and Aaron Jones, I don't think you can understate how important he is to that offense. The the not the plays he produces, the big plays um, the putting him in good second down situations, the 77 yard touchdown runs, the threat he presents, the way defenses have to change when he's on the field because they have to take him very seriously as a running threat, and all the play action and the boots. I saw a stat where basically they're doing you know almost 50 percent, or like 50 percent more of the of the boots and the play action than they did under McCarthy. That's got to be helping Rodgers. Quite a bit. It's, it's a am- amalgam of all these things. They know each other better. Rodgers knows the offense better. But the play calling, I, it sure does seem like it's been really good. That, that scheme, you know, it's kind of John Elway redux a little bit with, uh, with the Broncos in the later nineties.
3: Uh, I like the direction uh, the offense has been going. I know the emergence of Tanyan has been, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air. I look at it, a lot of guys have stepped up. Marquez Valdez-Scantling still has questions. Jay Sternberger, is he just – because for a while you hurt a little bit and Aaron Rodgers seemed to be trying to pump him up and then all of a sudden he just kind of faded away. Are they – I'm not saying phasing him out because that's – they never will phase anybody out. But have they just decided he just hasn't – been the guy that they thought he would be, and therefore they're only sticking with the guys that are going to get him there?
0: Well, I think he keeps getting hurt too, right? I think he had a yeah. concussion the other concussion night. Concussion again, early yeah. In the game. Yeah, yep. so I think that's, you know, getting hurt is as big a problem as anything. He tries hard as a blocker, but he's not real strong, so he sometimes gets knocked around. Um, he's, he, he runs okay. He runs pretty well. So I, I, there's ability there. I don't think they've given up on him. And, you know, with... Aguara getting hurt early in the year the door's open for him to to play more and there's still games left and you know young guys get better but i think as much as anything it's that he keeps getting hurt and get keeps getting yanked off the field because of it
3: Uh, And then the other uh, question I had, uh, I go back to Marcos Valdez-Scantling. Where where do you feel his level of play is right now? I know that he had the 55-yard pass that he dropped. it hit him right in the hands. But they praise him so much about what he does uh, away from the ball, blocking downfield, all the the little things that he's become so much better at. It's just simply catching the football that has been his bugaboo.
0: Yeah, you know, he's still, in my mind, he's still got value. Because of that long speed stretch and defenses, and actually the plays that he does make downfield, sometimes those those flip the field; those those help turn games. You know, those win games. Um, he's it's got to drive them crazy. These drops, you know, um, that was I mean that was a very catchable ball he dropped the other day. Um, you know, he's 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 enough of a threat where it's still worth having him. You know, with Lazard back, his snaps are going down a little bit which they probably should but he's I, st- I would still argue he's helping him win games even though if there's a double-edged sword side to it because of the drops
3: always great to talk pete always appreciate it man uh, and, and we'll touch base later on down the road as we effort towards the postseason okay okay thanks bill talk to you later Pre- appreciate it pal there you go pete doherty the Pre- green bay press gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you a fair 80 plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844 Pride to go to SchneiderJobs.com. Uh, that is 844 Pride to go to SchneiderJobs.com. You can follow Pete on Twitter as well at Pete Doherty, D O U G H E R T Y, Pete Doherty over there on Twitter. Radio Joe Zinzola going to tell us about his car buying experience. Joe?
2: Hyundai West Dallas is where I bought my car, and that's where you should buy your car as well. They are glad to announce that they are having their winter sell-down event. So basically all new vehicles, they're sold at or below dealer invoice. They will match any Wisconsin dealer's offer, offering top Kelly Blue Book values on trades, and that includes 0% financing available, no payments until February, No down payment needed. Now, here's the big thing, and for those of you listening across the state of the state of Wisconsin, you're probably saying to yourself, "Well, how can I get all the way down to West Dallas? That's that's in the Milwaukee area. I live in Wausau. I live in Eau Claire. I'd love to get a Hyundai. They're really nice cars." Well, guess what? You can do the deal all digitally. It's very simple. Hyundai West Dallas has been able to close some deals with customers in Illinois. They had a customer in Missouri recently. They they will ship the car out to you. You can just sign all the paperwork digitally. Uh, as long as you have an iPad or a tablet, you can get this done. And if you go to HyundaiWestAllis.com as well, there's three different ways where you can go through and contact them and work on getting your next car. They will be as flexible as flexible can be. And if you want to go on site, don't worry. They're wiping everything down. Everyone's wearing masks. They have free masks there for you as well. And for another good deal, if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola, Radio Joe, you get an additional $500 off your new car. It's all happening at Hyundai West Dallas. Hyundai West Dallas, off of Highway 100 in West Dallas, Or for those of you around the state, just go to HyundaiWestAllis.com.
1: 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
3: This segment sponsor brought to you by our friends at Massage Envy Capital Drive in Brookfield. Introductory offer going on right now for a customized facial. 60 bucks. Buy right now $110 in gift cards and you get a free hour service. Just call them. Simple. Call them. 262-786-5060. Guys, that's the gift that keeps on giving for your significant other. 262-786-5060 for Massage Envy. So the Packers' defense, we went over kind of the numbers. And Pete Doherty, I think, is in the same – or you're in the same boat as Pete and I or us with you. But I think we're all kind of looking at this the same. Um, When you look at the numbers of the Packers, breaking down everything that they've done this season against some of the better teams in which they've lost, um, obviously the run game is the bugaboo. Uh, they're not great against the run. As a matter of fact, they're uh, they're, they're further down statistically against the run. Uh, when it comes to rushing defense, they're 14th. I mean, it's not terrible. They're 14th. Points per game, they're 15th. In the last uh, five games, they're averaging 19.6 points per game, which is five points less per game that they've been averaging on the season. So they have, in essence, gotten a little bit better. But the rushing defense... Still not great. Uh, you'd like to see that more near 11 or 10 rather than right around 14. Pass defense 11th, third down efficiency 11th. They get off the field 38.6% of the time, or they get off the field uh, 62.4% of the time. 38.6 is what teams are against them. Red zone efficiency though, they're 23rd. Takeaways they're 23rd. So you can see some of the weaknesses of the defense. But over the last five games, nineteen point six points per game, which means as the season gone on has gone on, they are getting better. Are you buying into that? That the, this defense can do enough to support a really good offense. Eight five five, eight three zero, eight six, four eight. Again, eight five five, eight three zero, eight six, four, eight. Uh give us a shout because I just I, I kinda wanna I I wanna just see where you're at in all of this. Brian says, uh, I know you're getting feedback uh, a lot on the Bucks as of late, but I want to talk about the Packers. Uh, Aaron, uh, perhaps both Rodgers and Jones, we will likely have plenty of time to talk about the NBA and Major League Baseball for years to come, but the Packers are not going to get the third Hall of Fame quarterback in Jordan Love. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to be a team that's going to be in contention over the next two years, and then after that, I have to really scratch my head. Uh, interesting that you bring that up because um the the article written by Tyler Dunn I'll I'll retweet that by the way is a long article breaking down and and it's it, and remember you know Tyler Dunn Dunn was the guy that wrote the Bleacher Report article that had so many people mad but the article is called the Green Bay Packers have a plan and then it says it's genius too so we'll uh we'll, we'll talk with Tyler Dunn coming up later on in the program but it it really does break down the Packers, the thoughts about Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, the use there. Um, that, you know, he calls him the running back nobody has seen, you know. Um, so it's it's it really does break everything down and talks about how loaded this team actually is with Robert Tanyan, Marquis Valdez-Scantling, Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard, not to mention Devontae Adams. I mean, it goes on and on, but they're loaded in the sense that they've got reliable, what they believe to be reliable guys. So we'll, we'll talk with him coming up a little bit later on. But is the defense enough to support the offense? 855 Let's go to Mike listening to us in Cudahy. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on?
4: Hey, guy. Um, interesting topic, too the way i've seen the packers throughout the year they're not frequent consistent with the defense and the defenses win championships which we all know they got to have at least the balance in offense defense and special teams also uh i just want to add that they don't have a blue chip player on offense defense and special teams and three sides of the ball so i'm going to say i'm not a, i'm not buying into it. In, I'm, let, let me give you a hypothetical situation. Let's say they go to the Super Bowl
0: mm-hmm. and they
4: meet up with Pittsburgh or uh, Kansas City. If they have a porous defense in their secondary for passing, but mainly the rush, I mean, with the three games we lost, Bill, we could have won. We should have won. So there's got to be more consistent play. And when we beat uh, um, the Saints, they're not the same team right now as they were when we beat them. So I'm going to say it's going to be a rough road. I'm just going to say this. The defense is good enough to get us a a division championship title and get us maybe middle way into the postseason. But when it comes to the AFC, they're they're just dominant this year. So regardless of whether we even hit the Super Bowl or not, I don't have a lot of confidence in our defense right now.
3: Okay, and that's fair enough. I mean, I, I don't think, I, I, like I said, I think a lot of us are in that same boat. I tend to feel like this this defense at times can do enough. After Appreciate the phone call. After what we saw in that game against the uh, Indianapolis Colts, okay, remember there was that third quarter where the offense didn't do anything, and the defense, while they weren't great, they were hanging on. They were giving up field goals. They weren't giving up touchdowns. They gave up long drives. They couldn't get off the field. It's what they do, okay? But they weren't giving up touchdowns. I That's why I looked at that, and I thought, and, and even Aaron, Aaron Rodgers said after the game, well, they, they thought they found something. There was a lesson to be learned in the loss. I think there was twofold. I think, one, offensively they they felt that was one of the best defenses they had faced, and they still put up 31. They still turned the ball over three times and were able to put up 31 points and keep that game close and, and tie it and get it to overtime. Okay, that's first. But I also think when I look at that, you know, and the special teams, don't forget, gave up a touchdown. So the defense, while they gave up 27, at the most crucial points, they were giving up three. They weren't giving up seven. So I I took a little bit more away from that, and, and that gave me a little more positivity down the stretch as well. So now, again, we'll see what they do against a pretty quality quarterback in Matthew Stafford and then obviously Carolina, but then comes the test. We all, I I think if they are able to stymie Derrick Henry, and I'm not saying they're going to keep him under 100 yards or keep him under 50 or whatever, but if they are able to stymie Derrick Henry, they're going to be able to win the game the way they win games, and that is by getting ahead and taking the ball out of the hands of the running back and turning that into a passing downfield game. You get up a couple of scores, you're going to force teams to abandon the run a little bit quicker than they would like. And that's the way you beat the Tennessee Titans and limit Derrick Henry. Now, if they get down, say that uh, the first couple of drives don't go well and Derrick Henry runs rough shot all over them, and they're down all of a sudden 14 to nothing. well, then the defense is in for a long day because I think that's when you feed the beast and they don't they don't kill the beast very easy if at all but they if they're going to win that game they're going to win that game the way they have to win games and that's by getting a lead or going toe to toe with a team and not turning it over to a run game of your opponent a good run game against your own defense but I still walked away from that Indianapolis game going you know what it's a loss and it it sucked but it wasn't terrible When you turn the ball over four times, you expect to lose. And remember, that defense got a couple of turnovers as well. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Taking your reaction, getting your thoughts on all of this. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show is next.
1: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans in Green Bay. Here's Mike Clemens.
4: Week 14 in the NFL and the Packers are headed to Detroit at nine and three Green Bay looking towards a spot in the playoffs. Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari. We control what we can control. Obviously, we need a little bit of help with the last four games, you know, obviously, because the Saints are ahead. Of us, but if we take care of our business, which, you know, we, what we need to do, Coach always talks about we got to go 1 0 this week. We got to do that four more times in the regular season. We can put ourselves in a good position to have the first round by. The Packers faced the Lions, who, after two and a half years, fired their head coach, Matt Patricia. There were some reports that people in the building were so happy after hearing Patricia was gone, they broke out in applause. Daryl Bevel took over as the interim head coach. The Lions responded with a dramatic come from behind win over the Bears. Quarterback Matthew Stafford.
3: His energy is infectious, and guys feed off of it. You know, I really appreciate him as a, as a person. You know, I think guys, uh, you know, enjoy being in the building this week. Had a great time. You know, still worked hard and, and got our work done. But, you know, it was just uh, obviously a, diff- a different message um, from a different guy. You know, not, not saying anything against um, Coach Patricia. Just It was just different. We still got to go out and play good on Sunday.
4: That's Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
3: Welcome back to the program. Hey, guys, uh, the holidays are here. Gift-getting, holiday parties. Have you uh, started shopping yet? Even if it's for your family. Probably a lot of Amazon shopping going on right now. You have any get-togethers, parties going on? If you're sluggish, foggy, moody, you don't want to be the guy that everybody calls the Grinch. Probably low T if you're over the age of 30. My friends over at the New Mel Medical Center, they can help you out. Just like they helped me. Plenty of energy to enjoy all that the holidays has to offer. And when it comes to gift giving, what better gift can you give your partner than a healthy love life? Medical experts over at New Moment Mal- Medical experts at Newmo Medical, they have a ninety eight percent success rate of treating guys with ED without the nasty side effects of the pills or the creams. And I know there's a lot of great food during the holidays, and uh, you don't have to put on weight. As a matter of fact, you can go into the uh, new year slimmer, feeling looking feeling good, looking good. So uh, all you got to do is call the All-in-One Weight Loss Program. It really does work. And um, call the experts at Numel Medical, 414-455-4451. I have a goal that I want to get into the new year. On January 2nd, I have a goal. And I haven't said it out loud to what the goal is, but I've got a goal by January 2nd of where I want to be. And it's it's not easy for me to get to uh, just because, you know, being 6'6 and all, it's not easy to get to a certain point. But... Um, but I got a goal, and I've been sticking to the program. Holidays kind of suck; it's a little bit tough, but uh, I'll I'll let you know. Come 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 January second, but I'm getting there, so I'm really close. Uh, anyway, they have locations in Milwaukee. They have locations in Green Bay. All you got to do is call them four one four four five five four four five one. That's four one four four five five four four five one. Give me a shout. Give me a shout. It really does work, and they're good people over there too. Um. Couple of different things. Uh, first and foremost, we're talking about this Packers defense. Uh, Steve writes in Wendy's email inbox. He said, "I think this defense is good enough to get us there. I just don't think they're good enough to win us a championship, whether it be the NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl." I don't. You're not gonna. You're, you're not gonna plant your flag behind the defense. I understand that. But the the question is, if the offense is clicking. Do they have enough to support the offense? This is a good question. This is this is from Brewer Dave. Brewer Dave says, the question is not whether or not the defense can support the offense. It's whether or not Aaron Rodgers performs in the postseason. His numbers have gone down drastically in bigger games. If you look at some of the games that he had ever since that magical run in the championship, uh, his numbers have not been good when they've needed him the most. Now, let me say this. You're also facing teams with a lot better defenses. Okay? So, keep that in mind. You know, his regular season numbers are against the good and the bad. And probably more mediocre to bad than it is good. So you don't expect him to have a 128.7 quarterback rating in the postseason. If he has a a, a game that's 100 or 110, it's fantastic. Because you're facing much stiffer teams with better offenses and better defenses. Offenses keep the ball away from you. Defenses, they have a way to stymie you. So you're in more dogfights in the postseason. Um if Aaron Rodgers performs extremely well, we are going to win a championship, there's no doubt in my mind. If he does not, it's not all his fault, but it's also the fact that the defense cannot stop anybody, and therefore if they turn the ball over continuously to teams that have good offenses, we will lose games. And, and again, that's that's a lot of master of the obvious, but you're 100% correct. 855 We're going to talk some Brewers baseball when we come back. Just a little, just a little. Adam McAwee, Brewers.com and MLB.com is going to be here. We're going to talk about the, the GM meetings, things that are taking place virtually, the future of the Brewers, this upcoming season, all that kind of good stuff. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this.
1: Listen wide. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get
2: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?